Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The papal apology to Canada's Indigenous people, not a certainty yet, but uh, it would, I think, be significant to the First Nations. Uh, Chief Clarence Louis is back with us, a Soyuz Indian band in British Columbia. Chief Louis was first elected to that position of chief in 1984. He's won re-election each time. And he's the author of Res Rules. Now, spoke to us about his book, which is an amazing book. It's something I think everybody should read for just personal development and just to give you a sense of what really life can be like and is like in uh, Chief Louis's First Nation. Um, the book also deals with systemic racism toward indigenous peoples. Chief, thank you for coming back on the program. How are you? Glad to be here, Roy. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, you and I. So you and I talked uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, systemic racism in Canada was one of the issues that we spoke about, that you spoke about, and the impact of the residential school system on First Nations. Do you expect the Pope to come to Canada and issue an apology to Indigenous peoples over the impact of residential schools? Uh, Chief, his office has signaled the Pope's intention to make an apostolic journey to Canada, but they haven't committed to making the apology yet. Well, for my personal opinion, you have to remember, Roy, not all First Nations think and act the same like any race of people, any segment of the population. I personally um, don't believe in phony apologies. Uh, forced apologies are not real apologies. And obviously the um, the Pope and his churches are a billion-dollar industry, and they have done a lot of damage to First Nations people on both sides of the border um and and they've hidden records and anytime somebody hides records they're always obviously guilty of something so i i really don't don't care about the pope's apology or any church official's apology I, i i want those churches held criminally accountable for all the deaths of uh residential school victims over the last 100 years. Yeah, you know what I found really disturbing? His office said, or at least Vatican experts have said, that he has limits to what he can apologize for. So if we just keep the idea of the apology in the conversation for a moment, if they then say, okay, we're going to come and apologize, well, there's limits to what we can apologize for. I have two words that come to mind, damage control. Uh, the words that come to my mind are as guilty as hell, criminally guilty as hell. And um, it, it all stems around legalities and um, crime and whether uh, there's some. And, and I'm no legal expert, but anytime somebody is going to a lawyer before they apologize, that's a bunch of bullshit. They're obviously guilty as hell and they should be charged with murder and uh, all of these crimes against First Nations children through the residential schools that they manage and the records that they've tampered with. And I hate it, and I hate it when I read in the papers, all oh, the the church is finally going to release records, or, or the Canadian government is going to finally release records. Anybody with any common sense knows they're tampered anyways. They've gotten rid of stuff that can, that, that they can be, legally charged with. What options do you have? What options do uh, 
different First Nations communities, indigenous communities have? What what options does does the uh, the Assembly of First Nations? I know you can't speak for them, but I don't know that you want to. But um, what options do you have to to bring your 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 case forward and and perhaps get a police organization like the RCMP involved and and doing an investigation? Well, that would be my recommendations to the Assembly of First Nations to the National Chief. You know, quit pussyfooting around with an apology. We should be charging these churches, charging the Roman Catholic Church with crimes. You know, when, when the Truth and Reconciliation, this $100 million, what was it, $600 million spent on it? I mean, if they can come out and say genocide, why isn't the Assembly of First Nations and the First Nation people jumping all over that with their lawyers? I mean, it, and every band uses lawyers for a hundred different things. How come we're not taking the Canadian government and the churches to court for all these past crimes? Yeah, there's there's a lot on the there's a lot on the books, that's for sure. Um, so I think the issue of the residential schools, just broad base this a little bit further, has perhaps more than any other issue or most issues, opened the eyes of the general population of Canada to the utterly dismissive manner in which Indigenous peoples in this country have been treated for generations, and it continues today. Um, what do you think? I, you know, there was so much said. There was so much written. We had the Prime Minister traveling across the country. Of course, he bypassed Kamloops on his way to, to Fino, but, uh, which he should not be forgiven for. But um, do you have a sense that there is a lasting understanding and appreciation for the manner in which indigenous peoples in this country have been mistreated? I don't know if it's lasting, Roy, but I'm, you know, I'm glad to see that, you know, especially since the Truth and Reconciliation Port report came up. We have to remember a decade prior to that, there, there was another, there was a Royal, a Royal Commission on, on, on Aboriginal Affairs in this country, and that cost another who knows how many hundreds of millions of dollars. So these things seem to be happening every decade. And, and, and it gets the media play, it, it gets the front page news, and then after a while it just goes away and then it surfaces again. When the Oka crisis happens or something happens, and, and then all of a sudden it, it, it's back to the, to, to, to the same type of meetings and the same type of issues that we've been talking about in this country for, for many decades. But... You know, it's good to see when the, when the, when the 215 unmarked graves were found at Kamloops. Uh, most Canadians—I'm not saying all—but most, you know, it, it hit the heartstrings because we're, we're talking about. Yeah, it sure did. And it was so neat to see, even even in small town Oliver and Osuyus, when we rode up to 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 the Kamloops Indian Residential School in June. You know, the number of just ordinary people standing on the road wearing orange shirts. Mm-hmm. And supporting us as we were heading up to Kamloops to pay respects to the to the Kamloops Indian Residential School, you know, I thought that was pretty profound, and and I thought, wow, you know, the it it's it's hit home to a lot of people, long overdue. Yeah. But 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 will it amount to you know land claims being settled properly, or the return of Indian reserve land that the government still controls? I've always said true reconciliation has to start with the land. It has to start with the, with the land thefts of the past, the broken treaties, and um, 
land claims being settled at modern values, not not 1870 values. And you know, just like handing out handing out five dollar checks that was the treaty of say 1870 whatever, and the government still has pride in going to Indian reserves and handing out five dollar checks. Simple reconciliation. Any bookkeeper can do it. You could do it, Roy, and find out well a five dollar bill in 1870 is not a five dollar bill in 2021. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.